Um, Hello, Could darkness, you my old friend. <laughs> We've come here to podcast once again. Uh, yes, we have. Uh, darkness Sweet. does not like it when I. I don't know. If, will the Paxers hear this? Oh yeah. I'm tapping on the. Yeah, base no, they know. They, okay. How do you not know? There's a camera now too. Well, of course, I guess they can't see. Uh, I can't hands, see it. See this? Uh, I'm going like that. Why? No one yeah. knows. Uh, I think because you know it's just a thing you do with your hands and whatever it doesn't really matter. Welcome to the Yurko. Thank you. Uh, here we are. It's good to see you. We got the whole setup here. Yeah. Got yeah, uh, the lexicon is here. Microphones got the lexicon, which is America's favorite router, or what do we call it? It's a mixer. But mixer. Yeah. America's favorite mixer, which is ironically called the lexicon. <laughs> but uh, although it's a triple portal uh, mixer, only two portals work, if I understand it. Uh, it's double and only one does. Okay. So I don't know how you, you know, mix. It's really not. How important. do you mix with a single portal? Well, you, you have this one over here. So yeah, two mix. So this is the USB interface. Mm. You know what? I realize in explaining this, there's really no point. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the USB interface. <laughs> Please welcome. <laughs> welcome the USB interface. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time. And yeah, it's, uh, you know. <clears throat> right, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. I'm enjoying Coca-Cola Zero. Brought to you by Pepsi. Brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> somebody somebody uh, texted me. I said, can't believe you're drinking that crap soda. I'm like, wow. It's not crap. It's zero sugar. <sighs> zero sugar. I don't know. It's, does it qualify as hot drink, though, right? Uh, no. no. You could drink that? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Can, you drink a, can you drink a real Coke? Sure. Got sugar in it. Yeah. Azucar. Azucar. And Mexico. See, that was a uh, thing I was misunderstanding about the uh, my friends in the church. The, the Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. Jesus Christ, so Latter-day Saints. I know. That you uh, you can drink soda pop. Correct. Cannot drink coffee or cocoa. Co- cocoa, see, this is where it gets weird, right? So coffee and tea is the only... It's, that's hot Forbidden, drink. yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the command... They are of, forbidden. Uh, yes. I mean, in, in the sense that anything sure. is forbidden, but yes. Right. You're a free oh, American. Murder. You want. You're a free American. You false, do what you want. False, Recognize false witness. There are consequences to everything. Okay. But you are a free man to choose, a free woman to choose. There are Mormons who uh, drink co- coffee. Presumably, yeah. 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 And there's are old Mormons who drink uh, whiskey. There are. I guarantee it now. They call them whiskey Mormons. <laughs> ah, the old whiskey Mormons. Whiskapalians and whiskey Mormons. <laughs> a wet Mormon, maybe. I don't know. But we... Uh, Look, no offense to my Mormon friends, and you're dude, my best one. Absolutely. You guys get enough hijinks sober. You guys get up to enough hijinks right. dead sober. Dead sober. So I'm with you. We don't need anything else to add. Don't need that. a darn thing no. else. Although, candidly, it may mellow some of us out. I don't know. It might. <laughs> just Brigham Young's uh, shenanigans, <laughs> Sands. See, the, the funny thing is, hundreds of years this ago. This is why people, uh, it was 100 years ago. This is why people, uh, dozens of years, like to tease that. Mormons is because we know you guys take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't care. You don't care. Yeah. I don't know if you care or not. You take it. Well, okay. So I'll say this. I'm sure that some of us just take it. I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me. Well, you, I, you think it's funny. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I love it. I mean, it, I think it's funny. It, well, here's the thing. Two, two things about it. One is uh, the more you're willing to, to, to listen and hear, you know, that kind of mocking right. and joking and that kind of stuff, like, it's still a conversation sure. we're having about my faith. And to me, that's important. So you're bearing witness through your uh, patience and tolerance of others' mockery. Well, I think so. And then, because the I thing is, something. is then after you finish mocking, then I can say, 
I love everything you're saying there. And, and here's why that, that mocking is funny yeah. because of these weird cultural things sure. or whatever. Do you mind if I tell you what the doctrine is real quick? No, I, no right. many, many times. And, and truthfully, pastors don't get it wrong. I'm not mocking darkness. No, te- not te- of anything out of love. Yeah. But uh, to me, mockery is uh, when you're trying to bring a man down. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. There's, there's a fair. spite. There's a spite. Yeah, there's an intent. It's different. Right. So no, this uh, is just a like, playful. Yeah. So like your um, <laughs> really, yeah, go for it. <laughs> you know, world's best amateur imitation of almost almost low professional imitation of uh-huh. Jimmy Vance Roseboro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is not mockery. No, no. It's, it's it's imitation. It's yeah. It it's is. a recognition of uh, of his characteristics that make him lovable. That's why I look. Take that's it. no, and that's exactly how it's intended. Now, Kitty, heck with him. No, I, whatever. <laughs> do you cook, Kitty? No, I don't. You know, I don't do a good Kitty. Uh, he does packs, no, or he do just won't kitty. do it. He's yeah. afraid that he's going to have to go back on the uh, <laughs> COT to be doe Kitty. <laughs> how skinny that's is it. Kitty, man? Holy moly! Right. Speaking of acceleration, did you see that driver's license picture? Yeah, I will say this though. I like the beard and I wish he had kept it. And I've made that very clear to him. But what do I know? You yourself yeah. look like you've got a couple days of growth. I do have a couple days of growth. Are you, uh, uh, are I, had an, I had an early meeting this morning and I actually got the time wrong. Yeah. And so in my uh, daily routine of the morning, I did not back myself up appropriately and leave uh, myself enough time to shave. So out the door so, you went. So out the door I went without the shave. You did uh, spend some time on your award winning quaff. I wake up like this. That's a lie. It is a lie. I, <laughs> I do wake up like this. <laughs> Whatever's going. Yes. Yeah. No is great clips closed or something oh, right now? Like, what? No. I mean, I'm serious. I got this alopecia thing. I'm afraid. What if I get a haircut? It's going to expose. Gonna, then it'll be there. I don't know. I'm like afraid. Well, just get, it, just get it cleaned up. Just get it cleaned up. Get it cleaned or up. or get it so high and tight that you wouldn't know the difference. How about just go nuts and just not get a haircut? Or that. So Dude, if I gotta go join to us. I'll get one. I'll Come go on to court. Um, yeah, that's the other thing I figured. You know, right now there's not any anything compelling you. That's why you've got kind of the growth going. That's right. You got. The, I mean, I almost asked you if you were headed to Chimbote soon because you got. That the, is my usual Chimbote mode. Yeah. Uh, but since I'm not going to court, yeah. I don't have to worry about a jury finding me untrustworthy because I got fish hair. You know what? The other like, I think this personal opinion. Uh, shaving, most of them are. Shaving is one of the most abysmal activities of human existence. I think it's the daily repetition provided us from God to remind us that we're men. I like that you're still reminding that. On that note. On that one. On that grooming note. <laughs> Let's roll the other we'll <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> All right. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front. But that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. In your Starbucky uh, hands, one each doe, you have uh, four placards. Well, but these are actually, these are for our meeting afterward. Oh. For the most part. And Although there was one. Please ignore hold me. Hold tight. No, there is one. Yeah. Um, that uh, I'm kind of surprised you broke them out in front of me. Well, I just, I held them. I wanted to not forget to ask you some of these questions. For a guy that's as high tech as this guy. He's got two mixers. He's got a Lexicon. So check it out. He writes his notes on these little. Hold that up. Can can a pa- pack see it? I'll hold one up. I'll hold one up. Yeah. He write, like he writes his notes like, on these little sheets of paper. I now like, that to be odd. Well, he, but here's the thing. So, my wife uh, is 
first of all, one of the most tolerant and amazing human beings that will ever walk the earth. And if you got something to say about that, presume you best comes knowing you. Yeah, presumed you. <laughs> She's gonna have to be, have a high, a high level of tolerance. Presumed, <laughs> knowing you. Oh, that's good. I mean, um, it's a rebuttable presumption, but it's a presumption nonetheless. Look, I'm just saying. Oh my God, that, I can't help. Uh, so, Back to your wife. So she, uh, we got into a rhythm for a long time where I would, I'd be getting ready in the morning. And uh, like in the shower, or I'd be shaving, you know, brushing teeth, or whatever it was. And I would, I would ask her to please come and sit. Uh, you know, we got a, our big bathroom, whatever. There's some place you can sit. And right. I said, look, uh, would you mind? Because I, I would just have these these thoughts just all the time going, going, going. And so I needed a scribe. <laughs> this is so bad. Did you say a scribe? A scribe. I need someone to write down some of these idiot thoughts that were going through my right. head because I was in the shower or something. Like it's not. So you can made your wife that. come in and sit asked her on if the she edge would. of the tub with a steno pad. Not on the edge of the While tub, you like, soaped up and said, nope. Dictation. <laughs> take, take, this, take, take, take this down. Plus, I just like to talk. I'm an auditory processor. Like right. I have to process out loud. And she was always very willing and accommodating and just, you know, because she is like. And I think I've said this before on the podcast, even like if I went to my wife today and said, honey, I've decided uh, our best move for our family is to live under a bridge in a cardboard box. She would say, how, how big is the box? Huh. Like that. She's proud of being American. She, she is. At least she knows she's free. That's right. And, and, and she had stand up next to you. Probably. I think she defended here today if she was here. <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> but, but she just is that kind of supportive woman. And I don't know why or how along the way or whatever uh, I either tricked her or she decided nah, it or whatever. You're but, a good man, Doa. But she, she just believes in... <sighs> she believes in Doa. She believes, yeah. She man. believes in Doa. And if you can get that in your house, man, that's pretty good stuff. But bunch of stuff in the book of Proverbs about that. Right. Sure and is. she's a believer in that. But so, to be with an unhappy wife is to like sit ooh, on the corner of the roof. It's, yeah, that's it's right. a bad imagery out there. I don't right. want to be on the corner of the roof. I don't want to be on the corner of the roof. Corner of the tub is fine. Anyway, so, so she would make uh, these notes where I would process out loud. And so ultimately right. what she ended up doing is she bought me, and that's what this is. These are little sheets, and you can't tell, obviously, but uh, they are. You feel that. That's not regular paper. Oh, right? that's it's silken. waterproof. It's silken. It's waterproof. Oh, it is waterproof. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So it's waterproof. So she bought me these waterproof pads. So you could take notes So I could take shower. my own damn notes. <laughs> I had to, I got to say, I was wondering where that rambling story was going, but it all came Hold around. Tight. And It'll it always answered, make it back eventually. And it answered my question. That's yeah. why, because you're in the shower. Well, right. I kind of wish I hadn't touched that. You're in the shower. Well, it's <laughs> uh, Making notes. And that particular note I just read real quickly says, Oh. Why not feed mayonnaise to tuna while they're still swimming that way? Boom. Right. Boom. Remember? Efficiency. Do you remember yes, that movie? I do remember that. Can you say what I, it was? No, I remember you. Uh, Can you say what movie it you know, was? I remember you quoted it, but I don't remember the. Was that Idiocracy? It was Night Shift starring Night Michael Shift. Keaton. Yep. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. That's right. It was like Michael Keaton's yeah. first yep. movie, right? Yeah. I only remember because you've mentioned it. I've not seen yeah. Night Shift. That's but right. I, but That's you right. brought it up before. Yeah. But exactly. So it's and that Henry, kind of genius. Henry Winkler playing an investment banker or something who ends up. Working in a morgue because he was that, get, get, or a lawyer got hosed out of some some deal, uh -huh. and uh, he gets this assistant. No, it's post funds. Post funds, okay. And uh, Michael Keaton is this nutty, wacky guy, Chuck. I think his name was. Okay. Shelly like Long was in it. You young Shelly Long. Oh. In and he run a prostitution ring. That was their that was their deal. All righty. But he was always he had one of those old dictaphones, and he would say, "Feed, feed, feed, feed to tuna." <laughs> it's like that's his genius idea. He's like, "Oh, 
Genius. Got it. Got yeah. it. Uh, that's essentially what That's a very old movie. That's older. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll definitely look it up, but uh, probably won't. But yeah. anywho. Yeah, but to make you feel better, I'll say it. Look here, before we get to the substantive. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. Uh, as you 196.8. Know, it wasn't that, but I'm glad to hear it. How okay. about your food? Uh, 34.8. Boom. That's my rolling week. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so proud of you, man. Thank you, man. I'm loving it. You and skinny faced uh, Kitty. He's looking so good. We know why. He was. BRR training like he was, was job, man. man. Good he for those guys. It. Man, boom, boom. So uh, iron packs. I want to talk to you about that real quick. Yeah, sure. I could not do it this Love year because I got some nagging injuries. Didn't think I could yeah. do it well. I was supposed to make it up this morning, and I but you will. I could not roll over. Something tweaked in my back. I have heard uh, from reliable sources within the nation that as many as fourteen thousand men are enrolled. In <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not very reliable. No, what, is, what is the in fact uh, correct number DOA president? I believe, if I am if I am not mistaken, right? Uh, we are right on the edge of like four thousand, or maybe just right over four. So I want to say I want to say to those guys right. who put that together that that's great work. And there's I uh, follow on Twitter. I don't want to uh-huh. jump into controversies like that, but I sometimes I take a little heat, and there's not everybody's pleased by yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, the the guys uh, run that thing. Um, Kobayashi? Is that Kobayashi's? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kobayashi's uh, one of them. Got a lot of grace and dealt with good humor. Man, and there's, even, there's even this like, what is it? It was wacky um what they call it? A parody account. Like uh-huh. it's uh, aluminum packs. Do you see that? I did I know <laughs> It's so funny you say that. I see it, but I, there's like four of them or something. Like there's some ridiculous. I don't even understand all of it. But, I mean, it's like yeah, layers of layers. I don't even yeah. get what's going on there. But whenever you can stir up anything. And yeah. get guys caring about something. It's actually a good thing. I think it's the genesis of the idea. There's no such thing as bad publicity. But, uh, uh, yeah. I find, yeah. That, find that to be fascinating. So T-claps to you guys. Amen. Hopefully next year won't be uh, start from naggers. I can hit it. I couldn't do it this year. Yeah. No, it's okay. But I'll tell you, the, uh, just to kind of pile on with what you're saying there is they have rallied in a way. I mean, like, a lot of guys in metro. A lot of guys in metro doing it. And those guys last year, they had, they didn't have any interest in that. They were like, no, iron what? No, no thanks. No, no, right. No, no, but you. But the the season packs. You ready for this segue? Hold on to your shorts. Uh, because of the consistency cabal, cabal. of the iron packs and right. continuing to do what they do and staying on mission and just saying this is what we're doing. Look right. at look at what's happened. They have more registrants than they've ever had. They have more report backs than they've ever had. Yeah. Like, you know, because sometimes guys register and then just don't do it or whatever. Sure, of course. But like, they're getting more reporting. This actually, from a numbers perspective, this is more uh, uh, bringing together, solidifying whatever rallying of the nation than anything else we've done. Just about. From a sheer number standpoint? From a sheer number standpoint, I don't know of I anything that, that has... Uh, I can't think anything. A couple things might have come close, you know? Uh, I mean, heck, the podcast doesn't even get that. You ever been, and this comes from a three Greenwood, right? Yeah. Which is in South Kakalaki, south of the McDougal. Yep. I don't think I've, I don't think I've been there. I know I haven't. You have not? I have not. All right. Well, I, I, I met a couple of the guys, I think, because uh, they came up for other things. I've met I, their guys, some of their guys. Yeah. yeah I've not yeah. been down there. Got a lot of brothers down there just cranking. I mean, I tell you what, between those guys and, and Hartsville, and I'm like, what the what Hartsville is they must grain I mean I don't know what's going on down there those guys are monsters they are crushing it my dad was uh visiting me this week my father from, is that right who uh lives in Delaware near near Dover and uh okay he, he's curious about our three and he's asking and I'm showing him the I'm showing him uh Carmen San Diego's map uh 
on the, which we uh, just uh, we jumped over twenty two hundred weekly work. Yeah, I showed him that on the phone, and he's just he's like, "Wait a second. <laughs> he's looking at the Delaware part. He's getting workouts in Delaware. How the heck? I was like, "Yeah, yeah, man." I know. Yeah. He's right. Like, look, he's just fascinated by it. We're driving around town. And is that, he's is seeing that F, He's seeing F3, you know, stickers the F3 everywhere. stickers. And yeah. yeah, he's fascinated by that. See, is that, uh, I wonder from his, I'd be interested to ask him right. and be like, do you, do you understand what's going on here and what your son has done? Well, he, um, somebody said something to him. We were eating lunch and a guy mm-hmm. walked up, uh, said something like that. You know, yeah. honored, honored, right, right, honored to have praise. Said, you know, your son's had a lot of impact on a lot of people. My father was just, he was like, just, yeah. he's like, which son? He's like, I say he's he's silent because he didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny. I mean, obviously, it's a very different thing. Yeah. I didn't found anything. I just, you know, I caught the tail of the comment. Ah. But, no, no, but but uh, ah. like, but trying to explain it to like my family or my dad or yeah. my mom, like. They just really have no. Like it just does not register. It does not, it does register. not register. I needed to register. Yeah. Uh, so played fun. a little golf on Wednesday. Took a day off. Nice. Good. Uh, played a little golf out here and uh, caught Where'd a nice you day. The, did you play at the Charlotte? Played in Charlotte. Good. And then uh, next day it rained like crazy. It's like one of the wettest days we had. There's it your is. weather report. Boom boom. On, <laughs> on the sevens. <laughs> weather on the sevens. Yeah. And um, before we uh, totally waste away, tell me what you got. One of your waterproof shower uh, idea cards has something to do with this podcast. Go ahead. <clears throat> there is a question yes. that came in from, speaking of, of, of QSource and all things QSource. Yes. Uh, but it is, it's related to, uh, to this week's Q point. Yes. FIAB wrote in and said. Not FIB. No. Not FIAB. FIAB. Okay. The, from Pittsburgh. What I think. Outside of you, and actually, I wouldn't. I don't know if I. I mean, you wrote it, but uh, so I guess that kind of automatically qualifies you as a Q source enthusiast. But I would say, outside of you, he probably is the single largest Q source enthusiast in F three Nation. Maybe bejacked. Okay, after right. back, I'll give it. And there's probably a couple. I mean, you know, short circuits, obviously doing a lot of good work circuit. for it and things like that. Maybe Stinger, You know. But, well, no, uh, I agree with you. If you have his, he, a, uh, in terms of the enthusiasm that he brings to the enthusiasm. He stays at a high rate of hover. Yeah. He's yeah. a hovercraft of a man. Yes, hover. he is. He is. But uh, he said, I get... He levitates with... Uh, <laughs> with I do when I'm around. With well, Q-Sorts like, energy. He seems like he's going to float off the ground. Like, yeah, it's like a little hummingbird. Can I get somebody over here with some, some stanchions or some guy wires to hold Fiat yeah, to the earth? Kind of gravity's, gravity's not working. His yeah. energies are coming. Hi, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> I think he's coming to Louisville for Grow Rock, uh, which is always exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm like 90% sure that that's true. Well, I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. Is he bringing in his brother? And he's got... Uh, I believe that he is. Who's the guy that I renamed, just started calling him Pittsburgh? Uh, OFD. OFD. Yeah. I like OFD, man. That guy's solid. Dude, man. That solid guy's a dude. dude. Guy shows up in a Winnebago. Drove himself from Look, Pittsburgh. His da- his dad's Winnebago. Because <laughs> Linus and I went in there afterwards. I was like, this is great. Like, I was like, I, was li- I could tell what Linus is thinking. He's like, mm, I got to get a Winnebago. I know he's like, oh, that beats the crap out of riding my bike down yeah, the coast. Yeah, I should have won a big one. What was I thinking? What does OFD stand for? Uh, overfinished Dunn. The guy's last name is Dunn. Like D-U-N-N. They got weird names and, in Pittsburgh. Hey, man. But I pointed out to him, I was like calling him Pittsburgh. And it's like, actually, I'm from Northern Allegheny County. Okay. Right. You're Not like, from Pittsburgh proper, if there is such a thing. I don't know. It's, it's better than improper. But I'll tell you what, Pittsburgh... Now and evermore in my mind, it'd be called the land of freedom. Oh, proceed. Anyways, because why? 
Because that's where that, uh, that's where that judgment came, where that that judgment came from. Yeah. And I looked it up, the judge who brought it, and I'm going to mispronounce this. The dude who's now a judge, 15 years younger than me, and his U.S. court district judge makes you feel, makes you feel old. <laughs> Youngish guy, 40-ish yeah. guy, uh-huh. Uh-huh. went to undergrad and law school at Duquesne? Duquesne. No, it's D-U-S-Q-U. That's how you pronounce it. I don't think you're right about that. Okay. You were leaving out 19 letters there. Reasonable minds can differ. Okay. So Darkest calls it. I'm almost sure it's Duquesne. I call it Duquesne. Duquesne. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently that's a smallish liberal arts college in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that has it also has a law school. And this fellow, uh, I think his name was Strickland or something like that, mm-hmm. who's now sitting uh, uh, district court judge in the Western District of Pennsylvania, uh, went there both undergrad and uh, yeah. law school. Good for him. Um don't know what uh, Disquesney or Duquesne, as you want to call it. <laughs> don't know what it's claimed to fame Yenzer's is. Back me up on this one when you when you hear this podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Just right. just tell us the right way to pronounce it. That's all I'm asking. F uh, threes, uh, Mr. Bojangles uh, went to Cemetery College in Louisiana. Yeah, and I assume that man he had a degree in um, I don't know, like mar- uh, funeral rites or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why do you say that? Like it's like it's, an undertaker. He's like, it's cemetery. You're like cemetery. Cemetery. Like, yeah, cemetery. Got it. No, it's it's not cemetery. It's ce- I know. It's centenary. Like centenary. Centenary. Or centenary uh, or something like that. Yeah. So I looked it yeah. up. He was actually right. Yeah. It's not cemetery. It's, yeah, but we're definitely calling it cemetery no matter what. I, that's what I call it. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> so I thought he had a great mortician's program because they wouldn't have that. Apparently, that's more of a trade school thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, that's, right. I think that's right. So, uh, yeah. So it's uh, Centenary College. It's Hal Sutton's it's most famous graduate, Robert Parrish. I love how you, these are athletes. Uh, you are a veritable Wikipedia of a man. Uh, I don't know why I know that. I don't even know the name of the school, what it means, but I know that Doesn't it's matter. two yeah. uh, primary graduates. Uh, Louisiana guys back me up here. Fact check me. Robert Parrish, known as the chief, a longtime uh, professional basketball player, played in the Celtics. And then Hal Sutton, PGA I golfer, okay. I think five-time winner on the tour or so-ish. Yeah, that's, that ain't exactly uh, bad golfing. That's right there. Dang good golf. And also, yeah. I think coach of the Ryder, you know, nice Ryder Cup team. I want to say 98. Maybe later. <laughs> you, you could tell me anything. I know you're not a good I don't have any like, idea. Like, yeah. I'd be like, uh-huh. 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 Sounds uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't, have I don't know nothing. On that card, Fiab says, I'm coming to. I'm familiar with. No, he didn't say anything. About okay. So why was that card meeting? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of it? Is there caffeine in that drink? Uh. Gosh, oh, I guarantee it. You you take a look at that while you're doing that. The question was, he says, I understand. It does contain phenylalanine. Oh, that's what's done it to you then because the ADD is strong today. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Between both of us. Uh, I understand because the definition of consistency is unchanging in standard standard nature nature. or effect over time. Right. Right. Um, And he says, I get standard, I get nature. Effect. Yeah, it's funny. So that Somebody asked because we're about a week behind or so. Yeah. Of where the Q Source group in Charlotte that I go to meets, and uh, it's like effect. Yeah. What is effect? Effect. Effect. Uh, effect. Yeah. So, uh, because won't you have different effects on different people at different times? I'm like, yes, but not in a different way. Right. Yeah, not in a different way. That has to do with the difference in them, right? Not in the thing that you did to get the effect. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, so I was actually having a cup of coffee with a guy the other day, F3's KY, who's in charge of our Whetstone program, uh, who rolls up to F3 Stinger, I believe. Uh, anyway, KY says, you know what you are talking to me is what your superpower is? Consistency. Mm. 
He said, that's what, that's, that's what it is. I said, why? And he tells me all these things. And, uh, that led me to think that's the effect I've had on him. I hope it's the effect I have on you. So I'm pretty much going to hit the same time, same thing. May not do it great, may not do it, but you know, no, you are definitely I'm a consistent guy. You were one of the most consistent, uh, highly that's disciplined. The effect. Yeah. Now, how you may react to that is different than how another guy may sure. react. But the effect, the way I have the effect, is yeah. the same. Yeah. You know, the things so that correct. you were doing to get effects. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So take a Coca Cola Zero, which contains phenomenalin. Phenomenalin tastes a certain way to me. The effect it has, effect it causes me. Um, is the same as it would have caused you. How you respond to it might be differently. Right, right. But the, but the thing that is going in is the same. Right. So, yeah. in fact, I am uh, what they call now HDADA. It's called hyperactive. Boom, baby boomers called it hyperactive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ADHD. ADHD, is Attention that what they call deficit that? hyperactivity disorder? Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, so, it's actually you need a little bit of hype. To mm-hmm. concentrate, right? Yeah. So caffeine actually helps me concentrate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an upper. Yeah. It's, it's an upper, right? So right. A, um, because they used to think the hyperactivity is because of overstimulate or overwork. That's that right. Part of your brain. Right. That's not the case. Right. So coffee to me helps me concentrate. Yeah. It's, I have a similar. Yeah. Okay. So similar thing. So the effect is the effect is the same. How yeah. it impacts me is different. Right. Right. So someone who isn't uh, hyperactive, HDHD or whatever, they would may not have the same response, but the effect, effectiveness of it is. Yeah. So that's, I know it's kind of a weird way to put it, but um, someone who is consistent, a man who's consistent is having the same effect. Yeah. Whether or not the person he's interacting with reacts to it the same way, that is not his problem. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the point of including the word in the definition is you don't want to try to tailor the effect to the guy yeah, what you, the, the outcome of right. what you did, but your process that you go through to have uh, impact on other men right. is unchanging that's over right. time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. boom. That's that's how I see. There it. we go. Do you think you, that might? I hope that clears it up for him. Yeah, I, th- I think it will. I think it will. Um, because you know, well, the, to, while <clears throat> if you look at it, right, standard would. Uh, Makes sense, right? right? Those are the moral things that you would hold yourself to that would right. hopefully not change over time, right? That would make you consistent. Yeah, your your values, your virtues, right? right? You the same. You don't and, you don't change them to, you know, the winds of cultural change don't cause you to abandon right. one thing or another, yep. you know. And then the nature, your nature, you know, that makes sense right. because you don't want, you know, I don't suddenly go from being, you know, very uh, contemplative and well thought out, and, you know, that kind of thing right. to, you know, mercurial and quixotic and all that kind of stuff. You know, I don't, I'm not back and forth all the time like sure. that. Right. So you, you want your nature to remain much the same and some of that's gene- uh, genetic, right? Sure. So a little nature nurture kind of piece, right. but you want that to remain the same over time. So it's, it's the, it really kind of covers the, the three apps, right? Because then you've got the, the how the, you know, the, the, what are you doing to get there? That's the effect, right? That's the, you don't change those processes that, that you use to have effect or to have impact on, on men. Right. Is that kind of the, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I think that's right. The first Socratic I like a lot, uh, is why do complex men often lead simple lives? Ah, yes. Uh, That's the first Socratic for, (coughs) sorry, no problem. Do it. (coughs) Cut that out, please. Uh, Uh, no problem. Uh, 43 foot uh, team. Um, have, you, have you caught how 
Kitty's always like, our producer, Fat Max. <laughs> he makes people up. <laughs> Fat Max. Fat Max. <laughs> he probably had a producer back. You know, he may have. Yeah, back in the Fat day. Max, Fat yeah. Max. So uh, why do complex menu? What do you mean by complex menu? A guy that's got deep thoughts, desires, dreams, aspirations, whatever, capable of holding two independent and apparently contradictory uh, beliefs or thoughts in his head at the same time and not have his head explode. How does, uh, how does a, a complex man like that, uh, how does he, why does he lead a simple life? Uh, and I would just to further kind of add on to that, like, would you say that most uh, effective virtuous leaders are to some degree complex men? Yes. I don't see how you could possibly be one. I, I mean, I agree. That's why I asked the question because yeah, maybe right. there's something in there I'm not seeing or something. But right. I think it's almost by nature, if you are attempting to live this way, there's some, there's some swirl and snakes, man. Right. There's some complexity in your head. Yeah, well, you're, you're to process, to have a vision that's large, mm-hmm. you know, requires significant movement. To articulate in a simple way is a complex maneuver. Mm-hmm. So take that big, broad vision and then spare, you know, figure out a way to deliver it, articulate it in a way that'll be easy to understand in one rapid listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to cut, you know, to produce the stakes, you know, we say, these are the stakes this is why we're, we're right. going to do this. This right. is the risk we're going to take. And then to slide into persuasion and say, we're going to, we're going to initiate moving. Here's why and have men follow you. Yeah. That takes <laughs> complex <laughs> money, right? <laughs> Because well, there's so many variables, and, and sure. not just in the the dangers that you will face along the way, but it just in each of the men, right? They're going to follow. They're each individual people, and you have to have a great deal. You you would have to have a high de- degree of complexity in sure. your mind to be able to to tailor and to be able to lead all those kind of men. Sometimes uh, I'll be rightly accused by somebody saying, "I think you're oversimplifying that," and I say, "Uh huh, <laughs> ta da!" I mean, that's how you that's how you have to do it, yeah. right? It's not like you're, you're misleading people, but you have to take a complex movement and reduce it down to its component parts thematically presented in yeah. a way that someone can grasp it quickly you know, in yeah. one listen. That, that was always one of my favorite things about what I would do with the corporate communications work right. and stuff that I would do is I would always say, look, we, one of the things we're good at, we'll take all these very strange and sometimes very ethereal complex concepts and ideas and boil it down into this very simple one to two minute somebody watches that they can get it right you know and that's that's the magic to me right. of that kind of communication and, and i think that's similar to right. what you're saying there with the leadership communication that's right. yeah that's right um that's why we use the six word uh essay format six yeah. word story short story right. format and in, in mm-hmm. if anybody's done a grow rock you know that uh we encourage men to come up with a six word uh story for why they're there mm-hmm. and for an example we use Hemingway's thing of uh, baby shoes never worn for sale. Baby shoes for sale never worn. Yeah. You know, so what, it tells a really sh- heavy tells, story. Tells a heavy story in six yeah, words. Six words. <laughs> so it forces you to take your complex thoughts or desires or motivations why you, you signed up for a bow ruck and uh, distill them down to six words that are impactful and describe it in a way yeah. it's tough. Yeah. So and, and this is an L source thing, but I, say that you should uh, always limit yourself in your closing arguments to 30 minutes and try to do it in 20, which is very, mm. very difficult to do. I can imagine. Um, but one of the reasons I believe that is because, uh, you know, the human attention span has never been very long and it grows shorter, <laughs> shorter and shorter. <laughs> the day. And then, you know, it's some people can sit there and listen to complex 
communications for an hour. That's usually because they've trained to do so. And right. It's a matter of training, just like you can be born with the capacity to run a marathon in under three hours. Uh, but without training, you'll never do it. Right. You know, you may have the capacity, the intelligence, the bandwidth to, to listen to an hour discourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you never do so, if everything's coming right. at you in 280 characters, I mean, that's what you're going to train for. Tough to yeah. do, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough to do. You're not, tr- not trained to do it. So you have to you have to make your language compact and forceful to cut through the fog. And you know, the fog is uh, what an an an, an unvirtuous leader does. And I don't mean he's not a good guy. I just mean so. Many times uh, where I think simplicity or consistency is important in leading this simple life, although you're a complex man, it's a virtuous leader. He simplifies the complex, whereas a unvirtuous leader, I don't mean he's not well, I say an ineffective yeah, leader. Yeah. I ineffective it, he, may be, a, yeah. he may be the greatest guy on earth. Sure. It has nothing to do with but his he, moral but he's character. Ineff- but he's, he's ineffective. He's ineffective. And the reason why he's ineffective, one of the reasons why he's ineffective is he takes, he, he takes the simple and makes it complex. He does the exact opposite. Right. Uh, and a lot of times it's his desire not to make people unhappy. Sure. That causes him to, to back away from stating a case in clear and certain terms that both provide a clear choice to the listener and also demand that he make it. Yeah. And that's just something people don't want to do. No, don't want it is very difficult. That's right. That's right. It takes a simple, it takes a complex man who lives simply to be able to do or thinks in simple terms to be able to do it. Uh, when I give advice to a client, I, I have to force, I force myself to package it and to ultimately get down to three courses of action. Mm. One of which is always do nothing. <laughs> and then so, so really two. So really two. Yeah. And then help them, guide them to make the best choice under the circumstances for their <clears throat> willingness or ability to take, assume risk, take risk or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, but in doing that, I mean, you're not like saying these are the only two choices you have, period. That's it. This is what I say. You're just I say, saying this is what I see. Yeah. And then right. and from that, you've given them since since you're trying to get them to live simply and understand right. or whatever, right? You right. boil it down so simply that then they can very easily see, okay, either this is right or this is right. Or now they can look and go, all right, here's how I think the hybrid of that would work. Sure. But I can but then they get then they're making that decision. They're the ones right. thinking it through That's right. rather than going to them and saying, well, here's, you know, 400 different options. And then they just sit there and do nothing. They get buckled down. So, you know, to be or not to be, that is the question. That's the question. <laughs> I mean, whether it is nobler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, you just have to simplify things. That's yeah. what, I think that's what a virtuous leader is capable of. That's what this partially, this idea of consistency is about is that people are more likely to follow you, be influenced by you. If you are consistent in your simplicity. Yeah. You, uh, I don't, I'm not claiming I'm hundred percent right. I know I'm not sure. Uh, I know I have biases that take me down a certain path. Um, but I would hope that people would say that I'm always a tread trodden the same path more or less, more, more or less. So not that you're asking, but I'll just give the feedback anyway um, from, you know, sitting across the table. I mean, I've, again, one of my dearest friends and have known you now for a number of years and pretty seems like weeks. Love will do that to right. Ryan Dredd. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, anybody can say what he's not quite Nick Saban level of eating the same exact thing every right. day and wearing the same pair of khaki pants, right? Or whatever, but right. it's pretty close. And there's a reason that it makes it easier to follow. Um, and I used to think of, and it's funny because even just in, as you're talking about it now, I, I always thought a bit more about the benefit that it had to me as a leader 
to be consistent and not as much how it affected my ability to be followed by being right. disciplined and consistent. Right. Yeah. Well put. Both your compliments of me and what you're saying. Well, naturally. So the biggest enemy of consistency is the flux, of course, and that's the tendency of the human heart to go up and down um, by emotion. Yeah, uh, or by external circumstance. Well, external circumstance, it's internal. The, the flux itself is an internal rhythm. You know, you're, it's, you know, you obviously, I, was saying, at, I, I guess I was inferring that it would be, it'd be influenced somewhat by sure, external circumstances. Sure, sometimes, sure. But. Uh, but, you know, it's, like, that's how we came up with the idea of accelerating and decelerating. You right. know, a lot of it is just how you feel for some reason you can't really describe yeah. it. So maintaining consistency through that flux is what a virtuous leader does. That's why consistency is one of the C's. It's one of the, one of the virtues is you have to plan for it. Yeah. You have to get ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you do that through guardrail building. Yep. You know, you do that through working yeah. out. Guardrails lead you to be able to work out at times when you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, it's how you get up in the morning and do the things you do. Uh, that's the, the that's simplicity, and then having those guardrails, those strong guardrails, both the habits and also the men. So for me, you know, I have a set of habits, but I also have men. You know, yeah. you're one of them who are around yep. me that you know I can't really drift very far from the middle of the road before. You okay? Right. You know, you know, one thing I hate guys ask me. You doing okay, man? I hate that. Why? Because I I know they're seeing something. Now you know one oh, thing. I you know one thing I love. What? People ask me, you're going okay? <laughs> you know, because that keeps me. See what I mean? Yeah, well, right. 100%. It's like, 100%. It's like you know, uh, when you're not doing okay, the last thing you want is a guy saying you're doing okay, and it's the best thing for you. Yeah. And the reason I laughed so much is, A, because it's kind of a funny concept, right. but also because. Because it's so true. Well, it popped right into my head, you know, times when I have, right. and, and I, you know, I've made it pretty public that, you know, F3 Slaughter is, is right. another dear friend, and, and uh, he and I text each other a lot of things, uh, you know, accountability wise and FUPAs and all that kind of stuff and, you know, whatever. And, um, the, uh, the, I, I was not very long ago when just life, you know, you kind of get a little overwhelmed by events and just life's kind of in your way and right. maybe you missed a couple of days because of appointments or this or that, or I accidentally slept in or thing, you know, whatever. Right. right. Like this morning, right. my back hurt and I was like, man, I really wanted to anyway. And <laughs> it was maybe it couldn't have been, well, it had to have been, I guess, because he's been on a trip. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't checked in with him in a day or two. Right. And nothing. No, like, hello, how are you? Hey, man. You know, just kind of wanted to reach out and see, you know, whatever. All he did, <laughs> it was like, what's up? Right. What's going on? Right. That was the only thing. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, been, been two days. Haven't heard, you know, like right. you've texted me about other stuff, but I haven't seen your FUPA. Right. What's going on? All right. You know, and he knows that, A, either I'm fat. I don't want to say anything. Sure. It's possible. Um, and I, of course, it's funny that we say fat. My wife still yells at me about it because she's like, Do you, did you not see the pictures of yourself? Like, you're not yeah. fat. And I'm like, right. no, you got to understand, honey. I know, I know the, the bandwidth is smaller. It's smaller. But if it's, if it's fluxing still, right. it's still fluxing. Well, you know, yeah. we've talked about this before is one of the great things about an M is she'll always nudge you back to the mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. she doesn't want to see yeah. you, you know. Right, going off into some because because I think they recognize that if you if you're capable of going this far to the left, that uh -huh. means you're going to be a snap back to the right. <laughs> they want you. They want. They don't want type. you to be crazy. That's people. right. They're like, wait a second. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, oh man, we you know we need some more money. Like, okay, I'm gonna go work. And, you know, you're working, working, working. Well, I think you're working too hard. Yeah. You just <laughs> told me. I didn't just tell you that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, you're uh, looking for a little bit of reaction, not yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. So, you know, guys. When we roll off half cocked, you know, oh, yeah. just the, you know, 
if you're an unconfident man, a good wife is like, you should really feel better about yourself. You're too cocky. You're like, you're just heading for a fall, Icarus. <laughs> too close to the sun. <laughs> close to the sun. It's too close to the sun. <laughs> wings are going to burn off there, uh, big. It's like a melt white right off. You're going to melt those wings right oh, off. But I'm, but I'm, but don't you see? I'm free. I'm free. I'm flying. I'm, 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 I've untethered myself from the earth. Yeah. You now they help you with that. So, yeah. one, uh, I think the last point of this is well, I want to be, I want to learn how to be consistent. And uh, what's, yeah. what's the first thing I can do? Well, the guardrail is part of it, but I would say seek adversity. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, that is you backwards. Know, this is in the Q source where we introduced the idea of collision learning, mm-hmm. you know, learning what to do by banging your face against what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that was where, you know, I, I didn't know it at the time, but collision learning helped me to know what guardrails to erect. Yes. That's where you get the fat. <laughs> I fell off the side of the mountain a few times. And so then I realized, that's right. oh, I, that's right. You know, so, yeah. you, you know, uh, I think of that scene uh, in Jaws where uh, Richard, uh, Robert Jaws and Richard Drivers are comparing each other's uh, scars. Mm, mm-hmm, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, it's, it's night and they've drank a little bit. Now, yeah. you know, these guys were, this one here. Well, yeah. they're antagonists in the sense that one guy's rich, one guy's poor, that one guy's a you know rough hewn fisherman right. you know baby well not baby born that it is pre-war right middle-aged uh fisherman mm-hmm. right spent his life on the sea as a fisherman the other guy is a upstanding uh, is well yeah. no is a um university what do you call it when you study the the ocean oceanographer mm-hmm. you know and so essentially they have a lot in common Mm. You know, the study of, in right. a way, the, yeah. whereas one guy's come through it kind of, kind of, you know, <laughs> right. fashion I looked way. at charts. That's and, right. That's right. And, oh, uh, pink sky at night, sailor's light. You know, yeah. the guy's like, right. well, it's cumulonimbus. Right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, science versus art or whatever. It's, it's a very good character development, but thrusting those two different kind of characters together who kind of come to the same point where they're fascinated by this shark. Yeah. Right now, Robert Shaw, of course, has survived the sinking of the USS Indianapolis and uh, spent his life hunting sharks because he could not hate them more. <laughs> you know, yeah. you yeah. know, for him, it's yeah. a bit of a uh, Moby Dick kind of scenario, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, but but for for Richard Dreyfuss's character, it's just a, you know, some more of a scientific study. But at the end of the day, they're both in full agreement. They got to kill that dang thing. That's right. <laughs> this shark must go. That's this yeah. particular shark. Yeah. And this is, you know, for Robert Shaw, this is the uh, this is the culmination of a life seeking revenge for all his shipmates who died at the in the mouths right. of sharks, right. you know, and after after delivering after, sinking, after, yeah. after delivering the bomb that I think it was the bomb that went on Nagasaki. That's a true story, mm. you know that that they, yeah, yeah. They, they, they could not report their location because of their mission, and then right. when they got torpedoed. They nobody knew where they were, yeah. so they spent a long time in the ocean, right? And a lot of guys got eaten. Uh, anyway, they're comparing their scars, right? I let me show you this. Oh, let yeah. me show you that. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. 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 So it's like I think of that sometimes as you know, scars is the result of collision learning. I shouldn't have done it. This is what I did. This is what yeah. happened. You, know, you don't want to do that. What Look a story. Right. Yeah. What a story. And uh, collision learning is a uniquely masculine way of figuring out what works and what doesn't work. You know, a lot of very good second husbands out there. <laughs> <laughs> right? A lot of good, a lot of very good second husbands. Yeah. You know. I mean, sadly yeah. enough, right? Well, uh, yeah. Well, you either learn it by, uh, if you're going to be a good husband, you either learned it by watching someone else fail or right. by failing yourself. That's right. That's right. So um, this kind of idea of collision learning helps you become consistent because you learn the hard way to value that guardrail. Yeah. If I do this, then that will happen. Right. If I do that, then this will happen. I want this and I don't want that. So, yeah. you know, 
that that helps me do so it. So I that, choose that, yeah. that. That leads to consistency. Um, just in the dumbest things, I said, I might have said this. If I said this last week, just cut it out because I was laughing about it with some guys the other day. I was like, what makes men so uh, successful at some things? And uh, one of those things would be uh, opposable thumbs. You did not mention this, so keep uh, going. Another one would be pockets on our pants. Another one would be we'll, we put our car keys in the same place every night. So we can open the wall like as a dog cannot <laughs> right. pass through it. Uh, we usually have stuff that we need, uh-huh. and we can find our cookies. <laughs> All right, and the dogs yeah. go, wow, you're a genius. These, are, and you, these and your, guys. And your wife says, oh, thank God you have your car keys, right? So, right. I mean, yeah. that's that's consistency, right? Yeah. I mean, in a stupid, knuckleheaded right. way. Bare bones all the way Bare down bones, to yeah. consistency. You know, thumbs, thumbs, pockets, and, uh, a, you know, a uh, consistent place for car keys. Yeah. You know, sometimes the secrets of the universe aren't that aren't that complicated, my dark one. Sometimes they're just kind of laying out there. Don't make you. it harder than it needs to be. Uh, you know, if you want to be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow as, as our Savior was, then um, it's kind of how we can emulate him, right? Because yeah. I want people to at least say, dang, I don't that dude he makes me mad, but at least he makes me mad the same damn way every time, right? Well, but with that predictability, right. then we know how to navigate. And we're prepared. Navigate. Absolutely. Prepared. All right, brother. Um, I want you to do something for me today. I want you to go out and do sure. something good with you. I will. Uh, you got a dang fine ass radio. Hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> nice. Find a woman. You'll find love. Don't forget, son. There is someone. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. The rich man's gold. All that you need.